Hey, Kat, thank you for joining me today on Super Connected. Uh, it's great to have you here. Cool. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, well, first things first, uh, I want to ask a little bit about uh, your experiences here in Halifax. You're, you'll be coming down for Jazz Fest. Have you ever been to Halifax before? I haven't been, um, but I've been meaning to go there for the longest time. Um, actually, we've uh, the show that we are playing um, on July 10th um, as part of Halifax Jazz Festival is co-presented by Obey Convention. And um, Andrew from Obey has been trying to get us to play in Halifax for, I think, the last couple of years. So we're so excited to to finally um, get everything sorted out so we could play there. Yeah, that sounds great. Obey is a wonderful festival that happens in May. Andrew is a great guy, <laughs> friend of yeah. ours here at CKDU. So that's really great that he put that all together. For people who are not familiar with Penteo, how would you describe that music to them? Um, so I think the the best way that we were able to describe our sound is um, we call it um, lo-fi R&B gong punk. Um, and we wanted to kind of put gong punk there because um, we're using gong music in, in a way that isn't quite... Like the associations with gong music is like... Um, like maybe in a sound bath or or like in meditation or something like that. But the way that we use it is um, outside of those associations. That's why it's gong punk. And then lo-fi R&B, it's kind of like the additions that um, we add to the gong music. So you'll hear a lot of like vocal styles and the, the chords and the structures of the song is, is very very much influenced by by our, um, I guess, the influence of pop music um, to the members of Pantayo. So that's kind of like a like the short answer, but it's kind of not really short as well. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, this is not not always the easiest uh, answer to give mm-hmm. but I appreciate you um, I appreciate the answer because there's a lot to unpack in there but first uh, if you're just tuning into the show we did play Panteo at the at the very first half of the show but if you're just tuning in how about you just take a listen to to hear what uh, what Kat is describing Just tuning in, that's lo-fi R&B gong punk. That is Panteo here on CKDU. I really like how you used um, the word punk to describe that because a lot of people have their own definitions of punk. A lot of people mm-hmm. will just say, like, that's punk rock. Right. And something is just clearly not music or not anything related to you know, <laughs> punk music in the slightest. I guess to, I, w- I really want to know, like, what, what does punk mean to you and how do you feel like that best applies to Panteo? Um, it's interesting because when, like, as a group, Pantayo, I think, came out of the the practice of just getting into 
jam mode for a long time, um, and that's how we're able to connect with each other. So for us, I think um, in our earlier stages of jamming, the first um, non-traditional instrument that we incorporated was the drums. And um, I remember one of our practices where uh, I think I was playing a very fast um, drum rhythm. And I think in that sense, um, we were like, oh, we could play any of these um, pieces in that way. And in that sense, it would sound like what punk rock would sound like. But as we delve deeper into, I guess, our own education of of our Filipino identity and also of Kulintang music, um, we kind of saw a similarity between, um, I guess, the punk ethos of, of not necessarily like accepting the systems that that exist. I guess we could call it gong punk in that sense. So I guess it's not very evident in the punk rock sound when you hear it now because it's changed a lot since the the basement jam sessions kind of um but yeah definitely like the questioning is always there the inquiry is always there When people think of traditional music and, and you perform uh, traditional or in the style of traditional Kulintang music um, from the southern Philippines, people maybe they don't associate just jamming uh, to produce that kind of uh, to produce that kind of work. So what are some misconceptions uh, that people have uh, about Pantayo and about Kulintang music? I guess one misconception would be that it's... Um, it's music that's meant to be put on a pedestal because for us, it's not. Um, and I think that, you know, Kulintang music, there's different um, genres to it. Um, one genre could be used for, you know, for rituals and for, you know, spirituality and that kind of stuff. But the, the music that we play is specifically for entertainment purposes. So um, when people say that it gives them the same vibe as like being in ritual, that's great because um, each person has their own um, way of receiving or like interpreting the music that we play to them, but our intent isn't that. Um, So... We also wanted to make a clear, like a, a distinction between the music that's that we play. It's it's you know it's for entertainment purposes and um, it's music that is evolved from from a genre that is um, meant for entertainment purposes. So we're really careful to um, select um, Kulintang genres or modes that aren't going to be disrespectful yeah because it's important to us that 
um, there is that distinction. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, uh, it does make sense, but I, <laughs> if you could elaborate on that too, because you've also, Pantayo has also said that you are not indigenous music. That's right, yeah. So um, the music comes from um, various indigenous peoples in southern Philippines, but we ourselves, um, the members of Pantayo, are not indigenous. Uh, we are diasporic, so we're part of um, I guess a group of people that don't live in the Philippines anymore and we're so far removed from the land and from the origins of the culture that we can't call ourselves traditional, we can't call ourselves indigenous because by doing that it's kind of um, erasing um, and it's also pretentious and it's also um, appropriation like what we're doing is appropriation but we want it to be in a way that's engaging in dialogue um, we believe that um, you know as Filipinos that are not in the Philippines it's easy for us to kind of take a liking into one aspect of our culture um, which is the music, you know, we, all of the members of the group are so drawn to it and we're so, um, it's it's very, I guess, central in discovering our own identities, but for us, it's important to look at the instrument and the, the environment that it comes from. So not just the physical environment, but also the political environment that it comes from and the community, um, the uses of this um, instrument and this ensemble, um, what purpose does it serve? And for us to kind of always keep that in mind um, because, and also talk about it, um, when we get the chance to. In Halifax, there isn't a Filipino uh, cultural center or artistic center. Um, the population mm-hmm. is quite small. And in your performances, you do discuss, uh, like you give preambles to discuss certain pieces. Or right at the top of your show, you'll do a land uh, acknowledgement. Do you find that your your performance, your music, is as much entertainment as it is education? Oh, yeah, totally. I think part of our mandate as a group um, are exactly those two things, education and um, and entertainment, because as much as, you know, we're a band and we play music on stages, we also um, want to take the opportunity for that platform that, you know, playing live gives us to talk about the culture and um, how we're engaging with it specifically. So, um, it's so great that uh, at Halifax Jazz Festival we're given the chance to have, um, I guess, a workshop environment with the gongs. Um, it's on the same day that we're performing the concert, so on um, July 10th, but it's at 2 p.m. at the Halifax Central Library. Um, so it's in those instances that we're able to um you know, go over the rhythms that 
that are um, central to what we play in Pantayo um, because we want to teach what we've learned to other people and we want to make sure that people have access to them because we don't own these um, these things. These are works of communities. These are works of academics. Um, and we're benefiting from them. So we also want the broader community to benefit from them. And um, you mentioned earlier that um, at the start of our shows, um, we used to give land acknowledgments, but I think um, event promoters um, have been pretty um, pretty good at incorporating that in the way that they start the event so we don't have to do that ourselves for our set so it's it's really awesome that you know changes are happening and I think that you know it's all part of this whole um, consciousness um, that that we're participating in yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we're almost out of time here, but I wanted to ask, uh, mm-hmm. how do you see Kulintang, how do you see this evolving? Obviously, you're incorporating synths, you're incorporating keyboards to your music at times, but mm-hmm. where where do you see the future for this music and the future for Pantayo, really? Um, we are just kind of at the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So um, I... I don't even know what the future will will bring because there's so much um the, like the advancement in technology is growing um and that I think you know this this kind of um, instrument is or not just the instrument but the music also can be used for so many things. Could be used for like um, community gatherings, like what they're used for right now. But um, once you kind of inject technology into it, there's a lot of VR environments. You know, there's a lot of um, interactive new media kind of um, mm-hmm. projects that that I think. Um, will allow for um, changes also in the way that Kulintang music is played and is consumed by people. So, like, one of the things that we are doing right now is, like, you know, we're playing with with MIDI gong sounds that are tuned to our gongs. And we know that other people are kind of chopping up and sampling gong sounds and kind of incorporating that to, you know, maybe like DJ, um, DJ nights and like um, hip hop acts and things like that. So there's, there's so much to kind of like explore still. And um, yeah, and I'm excited to see what that looks like. Okay, well, I think we'll leave it at that. Pantayo performs at the Halifax Jazz Festival July 10th. Yeah, and we're so excited. Um, I think um, it's going to be a good show. Um, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're rehearsing right now, and um, we actually have rehearsal later. So 
we're so pumped for it and we can't wait to to see what it's like in Halifax. Well, it's quite beautiful. We have the ocean. We have clear blue skies. Um, mm. What else? We have Denaire. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah you, there's lots of things to try while you're in Halifax. Um, mm-hmm. Pantea will also be doing a workshop at the Halifax Central Library on July 10th. Um, thank you for joining me so much. Thank you, Kat. Thank you so much, Francella.